Peace out, hearts. Welcome to another episode of the Dynex Podcast audio version. Yeah, man, we're a day late because we just played the Miami Heat. I wanted to talk about both of those games. For this last week, man, we played the Bulls, we played the Trailblazers, and Miami Heat twice, man. So I'm going to do a little week recap. It's your boy, Ewu, the Any Star. Dynex Podcast. Let's get into it. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Please go to manscaped.com and put in promo code DIEHARD20 for 20% off and free shipping. Now, when you hear an ad, you always wonder if the guy is actually using the product. And I got to tell you, man, I'm, a, I'm a, a man of a certain age, so I got hair missing in certain places, and I got hair all of a sudden growing out of new places. So this Manscaped razor, man, has been like a godsend because it's probably like the softest razor that I've ever had and, the, and like the most like usable razor I've ever had because, I mean, you could use it in the shower uh, for, for whatever um, means that I need it for. It just it, it seemed like the hair just fell off. You know, I know it's being cut, but it, but you don't really feel it. You know, so that that's amazing, man. So for that comfort alone, that's that's worth the um, the purchase. Also, um, they have other things like ball deodorant and um, you know a ball toner, stuff that I that I would have never thought to use. But you know, instead of using powders and stuff like that, the ball toner is great because it helps with chafing and stuff like that. Also, the ball deodorant, if um, if you happen to play sports or you happen to work long days, the ball deodorant does come in handy, man, to give you a little bit of extra, uh, you know, confidence. When, um, when you're out there, man, so, you know, try Manscaped. Once again, go to manscaped.com, put in promo code DIEHARD20, get 20% off for free shipping, and um, you can be like the kid, man. <laughs> All right, peace. So we got Derek Rose, everybody, man. That's the big topic of conversation. Leon Rose finally brought his cousin over, you know, because he's got to be related, right? Both got the same last name, Rose. But anyway, man, we, we got Rose, and, um, you know, finally we got somebody that's going to be decisive. So, you know, I got into that on my YouTube channel, man. So I have two podcasts up at the moment. There's going to be another one um, probably later tonight. So uh, go to my YouTube channel and check out my content there on what I talk about roles until I throw up over there, man. So, yeah, um, right now we're going to talk about what happened the last week and what led up to us even, um, you know, like probably like the last straws. Because I'm quite sure this has been written all season that we were going to try to get Derek Rose at some point. But, um, you know, we're going to paint this picture from the last um, loss, uh, you know, the first loss, excuse me, against the Chicago Bulls, man. You know, losing to Chicago Bulls is almost as bad as losing to the Miami Heat. Uh, Chicago Bulls, man, you know, we got a lot of history with them, but not really so much of a rivalry nowadays. Even though that lad, that, that um, those um, two games that we played back-to-back felt like playoff games, man, that's something that, that we've missed as a Knicks fan base, man. We, we haven't um, had... That type of intensity, you know, defense, um, down to the wire, guys playing hard. Um, you know, what, what's great about it is that the guys are playing tough, but you can see that it was a respect. We have a lot of respect for those guys over there in the Bulls, and, um, you know, you know, the Bulls have respect for us, too. You know, speaking of respect, man, the biggest um, thing of respect is, like, when, when um, the, your opponent, especially super fans and maybe commentary guys and whatever, where they get upset and they, they, they're starting to get emotional, too. So I want to shout out uh, Will Purdue. Will Purdue is basically the Wally Zorbiak version, you know, of like color commentary on the Bulls channel. So Will Purdue, he was giving his uh, post-game thoughts and stuff. And that second game, he was pissed. You know, you know, rightfully so, man, because, you know, that, that Bulls team, uh, they, they definitely should have beat um, the Knicks. And from his perspective, he thinks that, that the Chicago Bulls are better than the Knicks. You know, that, that's all everyone's opinion. But, like, yo, if, if you're a fan of, of a certain team, I'm quite sure, you know, Will Purdue, he's obviously played for them, won championships and stuff. So he, he's invested in them, you know. So right now at his age and, and time or whatever, he's a Bulls fan now. You know, he's a fan of the team. He wants them to win. So that's where he's speaking from. So from my perspective, I'm a Knicks fan myself. 
super a diehard Knicks fan. Uh, you know, so I, I talk the same way about my Knicks, about that he's talking about the Bulls. So I think the Knicks are better than the Bulls, you know. So anyway, he goes on to say that um he was, you know, like more like disappointed that the Knicks, um, that, excuse me, that the Bulls let, let the Knicks off the hook a lot of times. And there was a lot of times where we had to where the Bulls had the opportunity to punch us in the mouth, you know, and really just um, take that take that win, you know, because the Knicks had no business um, beating them like that. Well, um, you know, which is true, you know, you, you can say what you want to say, you know, you're a fan of the team. But, um, you know, I, I agree with that that mind state, you know, with, with the fact that, you know, you can't just let teams just come into your arena, especially, or just, just, you know, play in general. You can't just let them just, you know, walk around and just do what they want. You know, that's what the Knicks did. Um, you know, th- this guy, uh, Laurie Markkinen, he was just, you know, doing what he wanted that first game. The second game was very different, you know, even though he did, you know, get a little hot um, a little later in the game, I want to I want to say. But, um, you know, we, we were able to contain him to the point where he wasn't just able to just sail around, you know, untouched and do what he wants to do. You know, that we, we had a game plan and, we, and um, we were able to execute it. You know, um, somebody like uh, like Levine, Levine right now was entering his prime. So he's at a point now where he's like a leader and he already knows what he can do. You can't stop him from doing what he what he's doing, you know, but um, you can you can surely try. You know, the Knicks, the Knicks did try. You can't really completely stop a dude like Levine. But um, it's, it's just um, nice. Uh, it's just nice to um, just to see the the competition, you know, the competition-wise, uh, you know, playing against uh, a team like that, and um, you know, just just hats off to those guys. It was, it was a great game, and um, you know, hats off to the Knicks, whatever. But um, you know, let's just bring uh, some um, some uh, light to Austin Rivers. You know, uh, Austin Rivers uh, probably cost us that Bulls game. You know, not necessarily him, you know, per se, but just the the, the whole simple fact that um, you know. Uh, that, that that he's supposed to be like our bench guy, you know, the guy that's supposed to give us energy off the bench, scoring wise, playmaking, stuff like that. But uh, up until this point, he's been pretty much a fraud, you know. So it's like well, we're looking, we put him in the game, we're looking for him to give us a spark. Of course, we got Manuel quickly. There's been a, a talks that we need him to start. Um, you know, that everybody's tired of Alfred Payton, but there's a method to the madness, man. You have to have a game plan as a team. Um, you know, the coach has to be able to trust players to do what, do what they need to do in order for this, this whole thing to work, man. It's like um, team management and stuff like that. But um, the weakest link right now is definitely Austin Rivers. Sticks out like a sore thumb. You know, we, we can uh, talk about that Trailblazer game. The Trailblazer game, same thing. It's just, it just you know, you're just waiting for, uh, you know, Austin Rivers to, to give us something off the bench. He hasn't really done that. And, um, you know, but, you know, luckily for, for quickly, luckily for a lot of the, uh, a lot of the other guys, and we were able to pace that um, game. And um, basically beat the Trailblazers the way that um, we beat the Bulls that game before. And, um, you know, we, we did play the Trailblazers once before. And the Trailblazers did exactly what the Bulls did the first time around. So there's a trend that if we play a team a second time, we tend to play them stronger. Uh, you know, and, and we, we tend to beat um, beat them the second time around after the scouting report. And, you know, tips get gets done with the game preparation and stuff like that. So that's great, man. But, you know, let's talk about these Miami Heat games, man. I think the, um, the first Miami Heat game was like the, the the straw that broke the camel's back as far as like needing that spark off the bench especially you know to uh, to break the monotony and stuff because on um, Miami Heat they um they had the uh, the cheat code on the Knicks man they um you know the the jig is up uh, the Knicks are not good um if you apply pressure on the ball handlers you know uh Emmanuel quickly uh you know not Emmanuel quickly uh Alfred Payton you know he he's not that that good of a basketball player he's decent you know you can't you can't shit on him but I mean, there's something missing with him. I don't know if he's hurt or something like that, or he's like like um, playing through injury. But um, his ball handling, his finishing ability seems a little little suspect. Seems a little off. His energy seems a little bit off, man. So um, 
you know, like we, we just need like somebody to come off the bench to give a, a give a spark. It, it doesn't have to be Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly is the rookie. You know, we, everybody has high expectations on that kid. But I mean, you know, we, we need somebody else to, to play with them to to be that that um that floor general, that that person that um that actually um you know does does a little bit of um of leading, uh, just steady play, just more decisiveness when you're out there playing basketball. So um, enter Derrick Rose, man. The, the difference between uh, uh, um, Austin Rivers and Derrick Rose coming in the game is like astronomical. You know, so that Miami Heat game, the first one was good, you know, but like, like I said, Miami um, had our number as far as the, the trap. Uh, like I said, the, the second game with Derrick Rose, we were an entirely different basketball team. So you know, it's, it's great. It's great to see that um that the front office is is not just trying to do nepotism because you would talk about uh, Derrick Rose and you know uh, you know um, Tom Thibodeau and stuff like that. They just bringing the guy over as somebody that 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 played for Tibbs. You know, they, we we think we're ready for the bullshit. But as soon as um you know he came in the game and you saw how he played, like he absolutely is what we were looking for out of Austin Rivers. You know, Austin Rivers. You know, he talked a good game. You know, but um, just the, the um, you know, Derrick Rose, he didn't really talk as much. He's really talking more about, uh, you know, uh, roster building and that type of um, mentorship and stuff like that. But when he came on the court, uh, you know, he talked that junk, but um, but he didn't play that like that. He played as if he's a guy that that wants to establish himself in a position uh, where he could really contribute to helping his basketball club, man. So, you know, it's great great to see, and, I, and I'm glad we have Derrick Rose because. Um, he's he's not gonna um, gonna be like the the last uh, piece that we that we um, decide to add to the team, but he's definitely a stepping stone in the right direction, man. So it's it's just it's just great to see. And like I said, um, please check out my YouTube channel. I get into in depth of all the, all the stuff going on with with Derek Rose and stuff. So what does this leave us as a fan base? What are we talking about? You know, um, as far as um, the conversation, the basketball conversation surrounding the Knicks. What are fans talking about? Uh, truthfully, fans are still arguing about dumb shit, man. And like I, you know, I spent all last night uh, um, watching guys on 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 Twitter just argue about um, you know just nonsense about Alfred Payton and and uh, you know just like stuff that, that doesn't really matter. You know what really matters is what's going on on, on the basketball court, the, the the trajectory that we're going in. You know, so we should be talking about the trajectory. How can we make this team better? You know, uh, people are still talking about tanking and stuff like that. It's so obvious that we are not about that tank life, man. We are about making this team better. And obviously, we, we didn't got Derrick Rose. We didn't get Derrick Rose for no reason. You know, we got Derrick Rose for for um to keep him to get him to to get us to the next level. So now, of course, all winning teams, you know, playoff teams, championship teams, whatever, they're not just filled with guys that are all the same age. They got guys all different ages. You know, you got to have a mis mixture of experience and youth, you know, so, and talent, you know, especially. So the Knicks, uh, you know, have a good mix, man. We have a good mix of older veterans. Um, we have a good mix of younger veterans. And we have a good mix of, of, of up-and-coming young guys that are still, you know, still, you know, just coming out their teens, you know, they're, they're, they're fresh out of their teens. So we have a lot of a lot of great talent in all different ages on the roster. Uh, defense, man, we're playing some great defense. That's the most important thing, you know, what's going on with our Knicks. We're definitely playing defense. Uh, like I said, Derrick Rose brings that decisiveness coming off the basketball court, uh, from the backcourt. Uh, what we need now, we absolutely need a swingman. Uh, you know, I, I would take a shooting guard because then you could slide RJ to the to the three. But um, you know, we definitely need to get um, these guys help. Um, Randall needs help, and RJ needs help. You know, doing whatever they do. You know, Randall does a lot of ball handling for power forward. You know, so um, he needs somebody to pass to. So he needs somebody that if he passes the ball to them, this is not going to be the end all where they try to give it back to Randall. You want him to be able to pass the ball to um, to this player, and they should be able to either finish 
or make a play to possibly give it back to Randall in a way that he can score himself without him having to chuck something up. You know, and this goes with RJ as well. You're putting too much pressure on RJ to, to be that number two. RJ's not ready to be a number two at, at this point. But he probably could be a number two if there was another another player on that court that could take a little bit of pressure on him where he can have free reign to, to experiment, you know, or to just make mistakes, you know, without him having to uh, be so perfect, you know, because you can see RJ is a perfectionist, man. That guy wants to win, and, um, you know, he's just, just like a very um, tough tough individual, man. I'm glad we got him. Definitely fits the, um, the mold of, of Tom Thibodeau and uh, the style of play that we want to play. We're definitely playing defense, you know, like, like, like I said. So, I mean, you know, I think uh, the next step in the, in, um, in the evolution of this 2021 Knicks team, you know, entering the, that trade deadline is definitely some kind of swingman uh, kind of character, man. So, uh, you know, Simeon Russell was on the halftime show um, that's on YouTube, and um, he made the, the, the comment that, um, that Wiggins, you know, he would like to get Wiggins as, as somebody to add to the, to the roster. You know, you know, like people might, might cringe, or Wiggins, oh, man, he's not that good. But then again, you're talking about roster building. You know, we're talking about roster building. You want to you want to make the, the Knicks better. You want to make the Knicks competitive as a, as a team, not just uh, as as just like bringing individual guys and start talking about first, second, third option. We're talking about building a team, so it doesn't matter about options. We're talking about how we can make the the team itself better. You know, so adding a, a guy like Wiggins to to this group without without losing any any of our our starters or any of our core rotational players. If we were to, to like like say take that first round draft pick and, and add, add that to the mix and to, to possibly pry away uh, uh, Wiggins, that would be awesome, man. Because now now that that gives us a legit uh, uh, you know playoff rotation that's that's going to be um, you know good for for this for this year and it sets the table for next year. There's so much there's so much garbage going on about oh you know we need, we need to save our chips for next year. We need that that second on draft pick and whatever. I mean we already got one. You know how many draft picks are we going to get? You know, uh, you know, we're gonna get to get to the point now where we're gonna like, like draft guys that play the same position, and they're gonna be stuck not not being being able to play whoever. We can get, we act, we can actually get into that spot. So so what happens if we end up drafting on um, two guys in a lottery, and um you know they end up all being just like R.J. Barrett? Now you're in a situation where you got to trade R.J. Barrett. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you know, I like what we're doing. You know, um, let, let's save one of the draft picks. You make a decision whether it's gonna be a Dallas pick or our pick. You know, I, I would like to trade that Dallas. Excuse me, I would like to trade that Knicks pick because you know, if we do make the playoffs, then we, we're not going to worry about that pick being like a lottery pick. That Dallas pick, you know, that you know, with the injuries that they have and the way that the West is so strong, that they they're a candidate to miss the playoffs. So I don't want to trade that Dallas pick. I would love to hold on to it, and um, you know, we can use that Knicks pick to uh, to uh, entice a team to to throw us a bone and give us a player that um that we can use now. Uh, you know, Wiggins can shoot the three a little bit. He's really like a slasher, that type of thing. He can, he runs out in the open court, so he's going to help in that way. Uh, you know, handling the ball as well. You know, being a threat. Uh, another player that's been out thrown out there. You're talking about DeRozan. DeRozan is a player that that's definitely a ball handler, definitely a distributor, definitely somebody that's going to be able to score the ball. Of course, he can't. He's not known for shooting the three, but he can shoot the three in the same way that Dwayne Wade could shoot threes. He just didn't shoot them a lot. So, how does that help the team? We, we have an active player, somebody that, that can score, that can move, you know, and, and that can contribute. He's going to add something to it. He, can, he And he also can play shooting guard. So um, you you have Emmanuel Quickly and DeRozan, of course, bad shooting backcourt. But potentially defensively, um, that's a very strong um, um, backcourt defensively. Uh, you want to talk about scoring the ball. 
uh, between RJ, you know, with, with his, um, you know, power drives to the basket. Uh, you know, DeRozan is more of a, a athletic slasher, you know, and then also uh, DeRozan is a good distributor. He gets a lot of assists, you know, so he's going to be he's going to be able to make his teammates better. Definitely taking pressure off of Julius Randle bringing the ball up the court. You know, so we, we might see DeRozan bring up the ball, you know, um, in, in, with the starting um, lineup to give um, Julius Randle a little bit of, um, you know, um, energy, especially um, leading into that fourth quarter. So, um, you know, th- these are all different things to, just to think about. Now, it doesn't have to be somebody such a, such a high caliber like a, a De- um, DeRozan or a Wiggins, you know. You know, Wiggins, you know, you could say he's high caliber because he's averaged, you know, 20-plus points in his NBA. But um, th- there's plenty of other players that, that we, we can throw out there. Um, you know, somebody was saying, um, you know, uh, Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young is really more like a power forward, more of a strong side, um, 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 small, uh, small forward. So um, that's, that's definitely somebody that we can use because um, we're playing bully ball. So throw him in there. That, that'll give um, you another defender, somebody that you could throw at somebody scores rather than uh, wearing out RJ. So maybe that might open up the floor for RJ. So anyway, this is the mentality that we need to have, you know, roster building, trying to get better, man. So... I just want everyone to get their minds on that and stop fighting each other, man. You know, it's all love between Knicks fans. I keep trying to preach that. You know, there's a lot of competition. You know, uh, there could be competition amongst um, Knicks content creators, but I'm trying to keep that that um, that that playing field nice and smooth, man. We don't need to fight. You know, we all can um, can um, collaborate with each other and uh, you know make make it a network where guys can just switch from channel to channel and you can listen to what see what Eru's saying and you can go on and see what the next guy's saying as long as um, that you're not a part of the um the the culture that's all about bashing the knicks all the, every fucking five minutes man so we got to get off of that so anyway we're going to close out this podcast man so um let's get to, let's get to the um, outro so thank you guys for tuning in to the dire knicks podcast on the audio tip you know, we got to recap the last week, man, and just um, as always, I'm trying to get guys organized and thinking more positively about the, um, you know, the, the trajectory of these Knicks team, man. So I, I really want us to look at the playoffs, man. We really need to stop arguing amongst each other on Twitter and stuff like that and just really focus on, um, you know, the task at hand, which is ultimately to win the championship, man. So, you know, every, every team has their story. Right now, we are, we are, are, are building our, our own story right now. And uh, we should spend it uh, talking positively and uh, talking, uh, you know, in such a way to to um, to build this team rather than um, then break each other down, you know, in um, in the conversation, not enjoying what's happening. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, this is your boy Eru to Any Star. Please get out there and subscribe to my my YouTube channel. The content is very different on YouTube compared to the audio um, platform. So I, I appreciate you guys for uh, for um, you know steadily supporting the kid on the audio front. But please check out that YouTube channel so um, so you can get that content as well. I'm gonna keep on pushing stuff out, guys, for you. So um you know just um continue to support and um I'll continue to support the next movement, man. This is your boy Eru to Any Star. Put four fingers to your forehead, tucking your thumb, salute. And I'll see you guys on the next one, man. Peace.